one may ask, what's the appeal? But as we'll find out in a moment, there's a whole generation that likes the message. Tonight begins the journey to replace an old government that costs you more and delivers you less with a new government that puts you first, your paycheck, your retirement, your home, your country. The new conservative leader. Well, the House of Commons will resume later this week. The conservatives met in caucus today in Ottawa. And by the way, the resumption this week will mean a special salute to the Queen. So I don't anticipate the nastiness to get to that level until next week. But the Liberals did meet, and the Prime Minister took his shots today. Here's Global's Abigail Beeman. Getting ready for a new political opponent, many Liberals say they're waiting to see more substance from Pierre Polyev rather than attacks and one-liners. But the Prime Minister had some harsh words for his new opponent in his first public comments since Polyev's win. Buzzwords, dog whistles and careless attacks don't add up to a plan for Canadians. Attacking the institutions that make our society fair, safe, and free is not responsible leadership. Telling people they can opt out of inflation by investing their savings in volatile cryptocurrencies is not responsible leadership. By the way, Anyone who followed that advice would have seen their life savings destroyed. But some Liberals also admit they'll have to work hard to combat how Polyev's messaging around affordability resonates with some Canadians. Tapping out frustration about the cost of living or tapping out frustration around housing, I think there's a lot of space for that. And we have to be, whether it's Pierre raising those issues or someone else raising those issues, if my constituents are raising those issues, I'm raising those issues. So I think we have to tap into that kind of populism to say we're listening and we're going to address those concerns. The Prime Minister acknowledged people are struggling and spoke about the need to focus on building a strong economy in the face of inflation. But the Liberals have not offered new tangible ways to do that. A planned announcement on affordability was cancelled in the wake of the Queen's death. And to commemorate her passing, MPs are headed back to Ottawa early for a special session on Thursday. Abigail Beeman, Global News, St. Andrews, New Brunswick. So let's park the divisions for another day simply because I do think that each political party is playing to its base. But if you want to be a uniter in this country, you're going to have to get beyond your political base. And we'll see how that emerges in the weeks and months to come. But I think there's some other interesting dynamics here to have a conversation around. And with that, we are joined by Sam Routley. He is a PhD student of political science at Western University. Sam, great to talk to you. Thank you for joining us this Monday evening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's talk and let's explain the appeal of the Conservative Party and specifically its new leader to a generation of young Conservatives because uh, this is a a demographic that I'm familiar with. Um, Young that are very interested and keenly interested in investing and saving money and um, looking at people of my generation who are a little bit older and saying, don't ruin it for our generation. Talk about that. 
Yeah, I mean, certainly. I think there's 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 been a set of uh, developments in the past year, you know, really since February, but 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 really in July, it started to become clear that that, that younger Canadians, uh, you know, typically defined here as kind of under 34, uh, were kind of more and more of them than than before were seen to be supporting the Conservative Party, and 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 while there's no kind of clear evidence linking them linking that to Polyev, I mean. Given given the fact that Polyev is kind of the, the center of conservative politics right now, I mean, given the momentum he's generated over the past year, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that it's it's ultimately him driving it. And I mean, I think what's behind this is is two things. Um, the first one is this kind of uh, general discontent and resentment against the incumbent government, but also this uh, more general state of economic anxiety or economic discontent that that i mean it's faced by many canadians but i think in particular young people right that that they're kind of in this position where they've been trying to establish this this sort of state of of financial security establish these kind of financial roots you know rooted in in uh owning a home uh getting a stable well-paying job with benefits you know something you can kind of build a family off of and i feel like their sense is that they've kind of done everything right they've they've done what they're they've done the exact same thing that their parents and grandparents have done the the thing that their parents and grandparents have told them to do and yet they feel like they're they're falling behind right that they're they're unable to do that and i mean Foliev's answer i think which is resonated resonating is that is that there's a there's a set of established interests a set of established elites that are kind of deliberately keeping uh, younger people out of that kind of better financial position and ultimately Polyev's promise is to kind of remove those gatekeepers. Paul Kershaw of Generation Squeeze would argue that um, the policies of this government and successive governments, mostly liberals but other political parties as well over the years, have been geared towards um, an older generation that today's policies really ignore and that any future party has to look at more of a, a redistribution. And you begin with housing and housing affordability. And the fact is, is that it's a challenge in our major Canadian cities and certainly a city where I'm broadcasting from in Winnipeg, home ownership um, while a lot more affordable than a Vancouver or a Toronto market, it becomes a challenge. And for younger voters who are looking to get into a home, um, they can either look at the approach of the left in trying to provide subsidies and more carrots, if you will, to uh, to redistribute that income, or towards the more conservative example of Let's start cutting our spending, not raising the spending and putting more money in your pockets that way. So are you seeing that divide amongst a generation again that looks at my generation and says, we want something else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the younger younger voters are interesting. I mean, currently and historically, uh, you know, that even though even though the evidence suggests that kind of disposition, ideological disposition is going to stay the same, uh, People tend to become conservative as they get older, and so far as as who they vote for, and so conservatives have typically done done very well amongst you know seniors, for example. I think which which has kind of 
given them an incentive. I mean, the argument goes to kind of prioritize their concerns. But on the other hand, um, some uh, some other parties, particularly more on the left, like the liberals and NDP, have kind of benefited from, from younger voters in the past. I mean, 2015, for example, kind of their vote is kind of seem to have brought Trudeau to power. Um, but with that being said, you know, they're, they're an incredibly unstable uh, voter base, whether that means whether that means turnout or even who they're going to vote for. So so while uh, Trudeau won that vote in, in 2015, it's kind of drifted over to the NDP and, and now kind of seems to be going towards the Conservatives. But I mean, I think definitely you're right in suggesting that there are certainly young people that that as they have done so in the past or continuing to support uh, left-wing parties and, and sort of left-wing causes, um, subscribe to, to kind of the left-wing and the new Democrat solution to, to housing issues. But at the same time, it seems like what's, what's new is, is that more and more young people, I mean, whether it's, it's due to kind of the short-term, you know, the short-term particularly problematic problem with housing or, or if we're looking at longer-term factors, you know, related to this, this much more deeper sense of cultural displacement, for example, I mean, is is driving them to kind of conservative politics and then to see conservative policy solutions as, as more compelling. Sam Rutley is with us from Western University. Richard Cluche in for Ben. Uh, what we're talking about is a generation that is more conservative in some aspects, but I also see climate change as a big issue here as well amongst younger voters of different generations, whereas there may have been some divisions um, maybe 10 years ago. Yes, I acknowledge that there are still some non-believers, but um, the more uh, we warm up, the more weather extremes that we get, the more science tells us about this. If you're a politician that is really rejecting climate change or to deal with it in a in a really tangible way, there's probably more votes to be lost than to, to be gained on this. So how important is it that Pierre Polyev starts in the weeks ahead here and doesn't get pigeonholed like we heard from Abigail Beeman in that piece, that the Liberals are going to be attacking for what he has said in the lead-up to the campaign and during the campaign as opposed to uh, behaving in more like a prime minister in waiting. How important is that? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and what's interesting about younger voters is, is, like you said, they they continue to prioritize, you know, two policy areas that, that conservatives historically haven't been very good at, right? They're, they're not perceived as being particularly effective on these issues, you know, these being kind of climate change in the environment, but all, and also kind of concerns around kind of social equity or, or social justice. And, and what's interesting is it seems that either either young people are becoming uniquely conservative, you know, very different from how they were in the past, or they're kind of putting that aside temporarily. And and because of that, it seems to me that Polyev and the conservatives, you know, can be successful um, in temporarily insofar as this, there's this anti-Trudeau or anti-liberal sentiment, right, that they can... There's enough of a desire, it seems to me, to to remove the incumbent government, to, to kind of throw the rascals out. Um, that could, that could, 
you know, allow people, you know, even though they might not be too conservative, to, to, to hold their noses um, and, and vote the conservatives in as a way to remove the liberals. But, but, but what, what comes after, right, once, once Polyev has power, you know, actually implementing a set of policies, actually solving problems and maintaining that positive support of a lot of Canadians, including younger Canadians, who I think by that stage would expect some action on climate change. Is a much more challenging. Uh, is a much more challenging path. Some call this a war, a war between the conservatives and the liberals. If you really understand the suffering of Canadians, Mr. Prime Minister, if you understand that people can't gas their cars, feed their families, or afford homes for themselves, if you really care, commit today that there will be no new tax increases on workers and on seniors. None. Pierre Polyev, uh, in July, a polling firm reported that based on a national survey of 2,400 adults, 31% of young adults would vote conservative compared to 29% for the Liberals, 21% for the NDP. We're talking about this this Monday evening with Sam Rotley, a PhD student in political science at the University uh, Western University, and and Sam, um, this generation though, I wonder if they are very socially progressive, yet fiscally conservative. And the problem that successive conservative leaders have had in this country are those progressives that believe in more liberal social policies but far more conservative fiscal policies. Uh, does Pierre mm. Polyev have a fight on his hands as soon as he gets back into it later this week, next week? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it depends on, on how best to market uh, the party and, and kind of what conservatism means to kind of people who would be more socially progressive. I mean, for example... Um, there are several uh, voices in the party who would advocate for a kind of social conservatism, right? Like a, uh, that, that social policy ought to, ought to be traditionalist. But at the same time, I think uh, you could also make the case of, of libertarian social policy, right? This idea that conservatives believe in individual freedom and that kind of individuals, regardless of their particular uh, preferences or, or their decisions kind of ought to be allowed to pursue their own path. And I think that, uh, perhaps might appeal to to social progressives, but I think what really matters here is is its pocketbook issues. That that regardless of of what younger people believe socially, um, that's kind of playing second fiddle to the fact that their their sort of livelihoods are on the line. Right? Is that is that what what the moment that your that your economic livelihood or your sense of economic security is. is First and foremost, that's that's kind of in some sense what determines your politics. And so uh, the, the way that Polyev taps into those economic anxieties perhaps um, can account for a lot of con- can allow, can account for a lot of conservative success in the future. And I mean, if the liberals are interested in 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 uh, gaining that ground back, I mean, perhaps retaining, you know, gaining back the support of young Canadians and also Canadians in general, um, I, I think what what's best for them to do is is, is uh, focus again on those issues, right? To, to communicate to Canadians that, that not only can they address those economic issues, but, but that they're the best at doing so. Um, you know, whether that 
includes attacking the conservative policy, the set of policy prescriptions that the conservatives are proposing as kind of illegitimate or as ineffective. Sam, I appreciate your time this evening and uh, continue to do what you're doing. And we'll talk again uh, very soon.